Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are drinking and are sponsored by Dubliner. That is right. I've got the honeycomb liqueur in hand. And behind me, as you can see, is the Irish whiskey. Uh, it's very good. Get around Dubliner. It's big on flavor and it is delicious. I would highly recommend. I've been, as you can tell, I've been making a bit of a dent in uh, those bottles behind me. Would recommend. Uh, it's big on flavor and... Um, yeah, it's created by young people for young people, and it is affordable quality that is available to purchase at any Dan Murphy's or BWS. Get around it. Now, without further ado, let's crack in to the episode. Ooh. Feels good to be back. Feels real good to be back. Hope you're all well. And, um, I might be about to die. Welcome. Um, there, I may be, death is around the corner. And that's a pretty bold start to a podcast. I've, I've probably captured your attention. You're probably thinking, Luke, you seem pretty relaxed for a man who's talking about imminent death. You are correct. There is a fire alarm going off around the corner from a hotel. I'm in Hobart in Tasmania. Did I say that weird? Hobart. We're in Tasmania. And this is the problem with fire alarms. And, you know, I, I understand their purpose to alarm and alert because of fire. But I'm looking out my window. There is a fire alarm that's been going off for 25 minutes. No one's even moved their car. No one's come out of the building. People are just walking by, shopping. I saw two old women having a chat. No one gives a fuck. If anything, people are arriving and going into the building. I saw two people walk in to a building where a fire alarm was going off. Fire alarms have just have lost their punch because they go off too much. They're faulty and or people don't trust them. It's like the boy who cried wolf. But it's the alarm who cried fire. And no one gives a shit. And one time there will be a fire and an old couple, like I just saw, will walk right into it. And just get absolutely crisp. Crisped up. Look at another couple just walk into the building. You know like those, and it's one of those old school fire alarms as well. Uh, those ones that are like... I don't know if you can hear it. You probably can't hear it through the microphone, but it's like just annoying enough where it's making me horrifically angry all the time. And it's been going for half an hour and I debated whether or not I should even start the podcast. I put off the podcast for half an hour because I was like, I'm going to wait till this fire alarm to stop because I don't know if I can think. But then I also have a show to go to. So now you're just, that's going to be the podcast is me trying to, my brain trying to compete with the sound of a fire alarm. I think I'm talking louder. Oh, it's gone. Meg, it stopped. The fire alarm. Someone put out the fire. Or the building burnt down. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it could have been both. Uh, fuck, I hope that old couple's okay. Can we all just start respecting fire alarms more? Or 
No, actually, that, that's no, because I don't actually also have little, like little to no respect for them as well. When the Misfits played that fire alarm prank on us on Luke and Lewis, for those who didn't hear it, um, in the building where we do Luke and Lewis is, uh, they were playing around with the smoke machine, and then oh, that it wasn't an alarm; they just started yelling "fire, fire," and there was smoke coming up, and even that I didn't react. I, I packed away my stuff quite slowly. Uh, I was pretty disappointed in myself in hindsight. I've, I kind of assumed it was a prank, but what if it wasn't? Then I just would have probably died in the most relaxed manner possible, which is not a bad way to go out. I, I obviously want to live. Like, I have a lot more stuff I want to do. But going out, kind of just packing up your laptop charger, putting your phone in. I don't know. It's like on a plane where they always go in the emergency thing. In an event of an emergency, please leave all your belongings behind um, as they can all be replaced, but your life cannot. And I'm just like, dude, you cannot replace like years of memories that are in my camera roll. Um, you know, like my laptop has a lot of stuff in it that actually can't be replaced. So I know it's selfish, but fuck, I'd be the guy reaching for the overhead locker in the event of emergency. We could be plummeting, plummeting to our death. I'll be like, fuck, have I got my... Headphones? <laughs> Shit, what about if I need them in the life raft? I'll be bored. I need to listen to Lil Nas's new album. Shit. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Spend a week on an island with no help? Without tunes? Get the fuck out of here. Now, guys, welcome back. You probably already have seen the, the podcast title and thought, Luke, this sounds like a bombshell. Get to it. Now, I'm not just going to drop a bombshell without warning. Um, don't worry. I'm not a savage. Um, I'm not uh, the Germans in 1942. I'm not the Japanese, right? Flying over. And it, this is also in the war. They don't, they're not currently doing that. Um, just want to make that very clear. I haven't seen... Um, or I've never seen a Japanese fighter plane. But I've, I've read... Uh, and watched a few documentaries about the war. The point is, I'm not going to drop bombs, guys. But I will, however, like I will drop bombs just without, not without warning. So this is your warning. Um, get the women and children inside, um, because apparently throughout history, men's lives typically matter less. So always save the women and children. It's like, all right, well. I'll go fuck myself then. But here's 30% more an hour. So you take it. (laughs) This is your warning. I'm about to drop a bombshell. Please get in your bunkers. Grab some canned soup. And listen up. Because I've got some big podcast news that you probably... Look, this is mainly for people who can't read the episode title. Um, If you can't read the title, then this is for you. Or if you just haven't read it, don't read it now because you'll spoil it. Um, but I'm assuming most of you have read the title and you're probably thinking, Luke, what's the go here? Is are the rumors true? Promise me that you're in your bunkers. Okay, I've given you enough time. If you're not in your bunker yet, pause the podcast because I'm about to drop a fucking bomb. The podcast is ending. And there's no catch. You know, there's, it's not a hiatus. So in the past, I've been like, it's ending, dot, 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 for now. Because I was just like going on a holiday or something. 
No, there's no catch to this one. Uh, the Luke Kidgel Hour is no more, and I will explain why. But the short reason is, you know, stick around for the long reason because I think it's important, and I appreciate if you heard me out instead of just being like, what the fuck? I don't like change. I remember when I rebranded the podcast to the Luke Kidgel Hour, people were like, it's the same thing, but it's named different. Fuck you. Right? People don't like change. So I understand a few of you might be having change you know, spasms right now. You're like, what do you mean? What do you mean, Luke? I listen to this. Like, it's already irregular, this podcast. You know, when it comes out, it's a miracle. I don't know why people are surprised. <laughs> but there is a reason. So essentially, I'm. we are making Luke and Meg a full-time podcast, and that will replace this podcast. So the Patreon podcast we currently do, Behind a Paywall, which is so much fun and probably my favorite thing to do, that and Luke and Lewis. Um, that, those are going to be my two full, you know, full public things um and the solo podcast no more i'm just not you know that that there is more of a reasoning to it but that's pretty much the answer in short before i do talk about that i do want to discuss um dude i looked up air raid siren sound effect on youtube just to give you guys some warning and um this was uploaded eight years ago and has 8.5 million views which shocked me how many people have needed an air raid siren. And it also goes for 10 hours. It's air raid siren, 10 hours in brackets. And it's true to its word. It goes for 10 hours and 39 seconds. Well, maybe that's a lie. But this is this is proof. I just wanted to, you know, just in case anyone was having a bad week, they were like, oh, someone doesn't like me, okay? If you needed further proof in your life, I know everyone always tells you this, be like, you can't please everyone. And people you people always tell you that. No, you're not going to be able to please everyone. And I'm, I know that, right? I do a lot of stuff online. No matter how what what content I make, someone's gonna ha- hate it, right? It just is. There's a lot of negativity in the world. But if you needed this, I feel like some people need this. This video is titled "Air Raid Siren: Ten Hours," and two point eight thousand people disliked it on YouTube. What more do you fucking want? To like this is shows how much negativity there is in the world. Someone wanted an air raid siren, and this is what they got. That is an air raid siren, if I've ever heard it, and it goes for 10 hours. Imagine clicking on that video and going, no, this is not what I asked for. I mean, maybe they were annoyed that it goes for 10 hours and 39 seconds. They were like, excuse me, I wanted 10 hours on the dot. Thank you very much. Dislike, next. I like to imagine that those people listen to the whole 10 hours and by the end we're like, nah, just, just, it's not the right sound. I'll, I'll look for another one. So there, keep going about your week, not giving a fuck about what people think of you because Kipper uploaded this sound effect and he's probably sitting there going, I looped this sound effect noise for 10 hours and the quite frankly the like to dislike ratio disgusts me it who th- almost 3000 people disliked a sound effect on youtube if you've ever disliked something like that go fuck yourself your kind of negativity is not needed in this world if you don't like the sound effect when you're trying to find one for a project, believe me, I do a lot of video editing. I'm often looking for a particular sound effect. But you have to know that air raid sirens vary. 
Is it, are we talking World War One? Are we talking like in the building of an air raid siren? You know, say if you look up golf swing sound effects, some are going to be, some are going to be, and some are going to be like, with the hit at the end. Just because it's not exactly what you want, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad sound effect. If you looked up golf swing sound effect and it's someone shitting themselves, sure, you can chuck that video dislike. That's fine. It's still weird that you've, you've, disliking anything online i've never disliked anything i reckon if you've disliked a video ever you're probably what's wrong with the world you're probably just like huh this little buddy show next time cut out the last 39 seconds of that air raid and then i'll give you a like don't be that hard to please be more relaxed people like you more you'll have more friends if you i I reckon that's true i reckon people who like stuff on youtube and then just if they don't like something, leave and ignore. Statistically, I can't speak. Statistically, would have more vagina and friends in their life. 100%. You, can, you know, I, I haven't done a study, but I'm pretty confident. So, someone should do that study, though. Surveying people. Like, have you ever seen um, a pussy? And uh, also, do you dis- did you dislike Gangnam Style when it came out? And if you said yeah, no, then yes. I wouldn't be very surprised. Anyway, guys, I've, I'm losing my train of thought. The point is, the podcast is ending, and uh, the reason why is very simple. Uh, we really wanted to do Luke and Meg as a proper podcast, and I believe in that, and I, I honestly, the main reason is I fucking love doing it. Um, I get to do a podcast with my best friend in the world, Meg, which is is great, and it's also better. <laughs> I know that sounds weird on the podcast that you're currently doing to be like, oh, this ain't as good. But I actually just don't think it is. Um, I prefer doing Luke and Lewis more. I'm like a collaborative guy. I like collaborating. The only thing I really like doing by myself, to be honest, is like stand-up. Because that's a very personal thing. And it's also kind of you in the crowd. It's still not... Most people think it's just you, but I think the way I do it is quite collaborative anyway. Like it's... I often talk to people and... When, like, the crowd's hot, I'm super on and pumped up. If the crowd just stares at me for 30 minutes, I'll just be like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like, why Why are you here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, very... Um, I just like being around people. Um, and I guess that's why I've always loved doing Luke and Lewis more. I also think comedically, I know this is kind of nerdy, but, like, it's uh, better if you have an extra, like, couple seconds while the other person's talking to think of what you say next. Because it's just me talking on this podcast all the time, I sometimes feel like I can't pause. Like, say if I was just like, <sighs> yeah, so yeah. Huh. Now, th- that there is a lull. You can, like, you always feel the need to keep the, just, you know, and th- therefore I can get a little waffling on. I often waffle, you know on this podcast, I'm, I'm a known waffler, and I feel like, yes, we waffle on other podcasts, but it's, I feel like it's just in better fun, I per- personally prefer conversational podcasts better than solo podcasts, that's just my taste, um, and some people may be disappointed um, about this ending, I, I do appreciate that, that's kind of nice, I guess, but I hope you're excited, to be honest, we asked the people in my Discord uh, a couple of months ago, because this has not been like, 
just you know this hasn't just come up this has been a long time coming i've been thinking of doing this for almost over a year i think feel like a year ago i had the thought and that didn't feel right at the time um and because it was covid and i was like oh things are gonna get normal again and i'll and i thought because I, I, I wasn't particularly enjoying doing this podcast much during lockdown last year because i had fucking nothing to talk about and it wasn't that i was enjoying doing it and in, in the sense i just thought oh is this even good like, it's so hard to, like, do 45 minutes to an hour a week when you're just sitting in your home doing nothing. Hang on. Um, so, yeah. But n- then I then it got more fun again when Reese came back in. And then I've been doing it on the road again. And it's honestly just one of those things where I feel like uh, I can just do this better with Meg. And we're going to build a little studio. It's going to be run similarly to, like, Luke and Lewis. And it's going to be one of those things, like, where we'll never miss an episode. I know that's a big call, but like we've never missed one of Luke and Lewis because we have like a team working behind it. And essentially it's going to be run by the Patreon. So if you're not on there, that'd be cool if you jumped on. I think there's like 250 people on the Patreon now, which is really cool. It's now just the Luke and Meg Patreon because that's, uh, we do one episode a week that's behind a paywall um, already. So if you want to jump on and listen to Luke and Meg before it becomes a public podcast, it's already going and it's already pumping and people fucking love it. People like it more than this podcast. That was definitely a bit of a, uh, a bit of a wake up call. Not really. I was, I kind of agree with them. I was like, yeah, I like doing it more. Um, and then I was like, oh wait, maybe this should be the public one. Uh, people in my discord are like, yeah, man, I'd never miss an episode of Luke and Meg, but sometimes I like dip in and out of yours. And I was like, okay, so maybe... And, and man, the amount of girls and stuff I've been getting to my shows this year, and I know a lot of females listen to this podcast, I can see the stats. I also just, I'm aware, I see the people email in. Um, I think it would be cool for me to do something with a female voice because um, I often don't maybe offer the widest spectrum of like perspective and ideas on topics because I just view it for through like the the lens of being a straight white dude which was like a obviously a running joke on the podcast and still will be um that's the thing i hope you guys don't freak out because you'll fucking change you'll still hear the same stories every week that i will tell that i would have told on this podcast i'll just be telling them to meg um and meg will be telling her best stories and if anything it'll just be better because we'll have two people to bounce off um, some of my favorite moments of Luke and Meg so far have been, most of my favorite moments have been Meg telling a story and me just interrupting it, picking it apart, finding little nuggets of gold in there. And, and that's, that's more fun to me than just it being me, me, me. Um, if that makes sense. I hope, I hope you guys are excited about it. I am. I don't want this to be like a, oh, like a sad thing. I think it's exciting. I'm personally fucking thrilled about it. I, uh, so yeah, essentially what's going to happen is this will be the second last episode of the Luke Kidgel Hour. I'll do one more. Um, you'll hear next week with Reese. Um, we're actually going to record that tomorrow night. Uh, so if this comes out before then, um, hopefully it will. Please send in what you want to hear on the last episode. We want to do like old segments and stuff and, you know, maybe just run one last things. We'll also give a sound tech update. We'll give uh, some investing updates. Just we'll, we'll, We need to kind of tie up some loose ends on the last episode. We might do an extra long episode um, to, to, you know, if we need to finish stuff off. Let us know what you want to hear on the final one uh, with Reese. And Reese is still going to be like involved with Luke and Meg. He'll have the same role. He'll probably be on mic as well sometimes if we, you know, need something Googled or whatnot. And, um, yeah, so that's the plan. We're not sure when we're actually going to start it. Um, I do have some actual content to talk about, by the way, 
on this episode. I, I don't want it to all be about this, but um, I just want to give, you know, make you make sure you guys like, you know, and, and feel free to ask questions. I've probably left something out. I'm assuming I'm not explaining myself perfectly. Um, that's always the thing with this podcast as well. I always come away from it going like, I did not articulate that the way um, I can't even say the word fucking articulate. See, there we go. I did not articulate that the way I wanted to. And I often go like, ah, fuck. If I had this like one more second to think about what I was going to say, probably be, would be better listening. So hopefully uh, that is why Luke and Meg um, will be better. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we'll start it probably. We're not sure. We may start it in like November-ish, depending on me- when Meg's, Meg gets vaccinated. We also have to organize a bit more equipment as well um and just sort out a few things these things don't happen overnight we have to get a photo shoot done still so we're not completely ready to launch but i essentially just needed a break and i needed time to launch that and me keeping up this many podcasts per week um is just apps i'll be honest running me into the fucking ground uh mentally and just like i'm just exhausted to be honest um so, so we're going away for Two weeks, just over two weeks to Perth. I'm going to the grand final, which I want to talk about um, this weekend, which is going to be sick to watch the days. I'm fucking keen. And yeah, all we might launch in January. So don't hold your breath, you know, waiting for it. I would breathe in and out and repeat that for maybe three months or one month or two months. We're not sure yet. We will launch as soon as possible. We obviously want to start it as quickly as possible. However, we want to start it right and we want to do main channel videos on Luke and Meg. That's the goal. Um, and, you know, like whether it's we take the Bachelor videos over there. Um, we haven't figured it all out yet. But either way, I think it's going to be huge. It already has like 40,000 followers on TikTok. And it's behind a paywall. And we just cut up some little clips and put it up there. So it, it already has like a, a fan base and a following more than this podcast does. And it's not even a fucking podcast yet. So I think that's a real good sign of it it will be much bigger and uh, more exciting and therefore better to listen to, I think. We're going to do little segments and, you know, hopefully a little bit of a high production value as well as a bonus episode weekly on Patreon. So it'll be one episode a week similar to this. And let us know what up to upload day we should do. Um, I was trying to do Wednesdays for this one because uh, that's in between Luke and Lewis. Is weekends good? is uh, probably not Tuesday, Thursday, because that's when I upload Luke and Lewis. But yeah, l- let us know what, what day you'd like to upload. Should we do a Monday thing? Maybe it's a good way to start your week. Who knows? Um, but yeah, let me know. Uh, comment, message me. Let me know your thoughts. Um, you know, if you if you message me, no, don't do it. That's not going to change my opinion. Um, it's done. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, it's not like I'm weighing it up. This is what's happening. Um, so yeah. I would, I would like your opinion on things we could do for Luke and Meg, but if your opinion is don't stop the podcast, um, you'll be swiftly and hastily ignored. Um, but I appreciate your feedback nonetheless. Actually, well, not really, actually, if that's your feedback. I don't, don't actually appreciate that. It's uh, due to the unhelpful nature of that feedback. Um, <laughs> so getting back to the uh, Dubliner... Uh, whiskey, right? So they are sponsoring this episode. We appreciate that. Um, if you didn't say, I posted about them the other day on the Instagram and a bunch of people hit me back telling me that they uh, were going to get on board and a few people then hit me back saying they've bought it and they agree. It's delicious. Uh, I'm drinking the honeycomb one with a little bit of ginger beer right now. It's like a whiskey. It's a liqueur and it's really good and I also love their um, 
just normal Irish whiskey as well. I've been uh, mixing that with a bit of cola, so I would highly recommend. Um, but yeah, I actually have three bottles to give away to you legends who listen to this. Now, here's the bloody T's and C's. Pretty much, Dubliner is for young, made by, uh, I can't speak, made <laughs> by young people for young people, and it's for like, you know, young people who like to go out and get around Aussie adventures, right? So I thought, if you want to win these three bottles, they've got three bottles to give away, all you have to do is email the podcast at lukekidgelpodcast at gmail.com with your best Aussie adventure story. You have to be over 25 to win, all right? You'll be asked to prove it, I assume, once we put you onto them, and uh, the three best stories will win a bottle. Now, obviously, guys, keep it brand appropriate, all right? Otherwise, you won't be winning, but I want to hear the best Aussie adventure story. Did you get stuck on the road in the middle of the desert? Uh, Extra points for how Australian it is. Um, Also extra points if it incorporates the island, the country, or an Irish person, or whiskey. I'm just going to value that as, you know, just, just, just to keep it real affiliated with the brand here. I'm going to give more points for that. So, um, yeah, tell us your best Aussie adventure story. Also, I forgot to say, this Dubliner giveaway is available to anyone 18 plus. You must be over 18 years old uh, to enter the giveaway. So if you're over 18, send in your best Aussie adventure story and we'd love to hear it. 18 plus. We'll check. So, yeah, I'll pick the three best stories. Podcast at gmail.com. What is your best Aussie adventure story for your chance to win a bottle of... Uh, yeah, they have three bottles to give away of their whiskey and um, the liqueur, the honeycomb one. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's like heaven in your mouth. Anyway, um, sorry, we, we love Dublin here. Thanks very much for sponsoring the episode. So, yeah, uh, I'm keen to go to Perth. I'm so excited. Tasmania, look, it's fucking lovely. I get it. It's beautiful, but it's cold. I need to go to Perth and get some sun up me ASAP. And I just realized that sounds like I'm going to do a handstand and spread my asshole to the sun. I'm just going to go there and start shelving vitamin D. That's not the case. I need to get some sun in my skin. I need to just lap up, you know, I need to get, I need to go outside, dude. <laughs> it's so un, it's just so uninviting. Like I, I keep going to go for a run. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm really busy anyway. I'll just like do this podcast or I'll do this admin instead of going for a run. Cause it's like seven degrees and raining here constantly. Like the last four days have been like a top of 11 and that's not my vibe. I know some people like the cold. Lewis loves it. He's a freak. You know, he, he he's like, oh man, I get up at 6am, it's so cold, I love it. Like, what kind of psychopath are you? That's what, he's, I don't know. That's serial killer energy, and I don't like it. It's like, yeah man, get out. It's like those freaks that like go swimming at St. Kilda Beach in Melbourne, like, or any beach really, like you, the old people, like, yeah, we wake up at 5am in the middle of June, go out there and we speedos and do some ocean swimming for 45 minutes. That's how I like to start my day. I'm like, yeah, do you like to finish your day by cutting up bodies and shoving them into a boot? You freak. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry if you do that, but that's just, I'm not about it at all. Yeah, I need a, I need 25 degrees and sunny every day. I, th- I think I just need to live in Queensland. I think I was born in the wrong state. Um, even Melbourne's, you know, a bit rough during winter. I got so cold when I came back 
from that trip, like the middle of winter, because I missed the first part of winter. I've almost missed the second part of winter because I was in Darwin and thing. But I feel like I'm copping it now. I was in Darwin, Perth, and Queensland. I had a great run with weather. All very hot places for those internationally, particularly Darwin. That's too hot there. They need a like their biggest nightclub is called Monsoons, which is like hot tropical rain. Like that's when you know that it's a it's a sweaty. It's yeah, that's how hot Darwin is. It's moist. Like the air, it's just hum the humidity is off the chain. You it shouldn't be wet hot. The wet hot's not good. Dry heat, a little bit better. Like twenty five degrees, oh makes me happy. You know, even up thirty five I get pretty moist. I oh, but like not physically like you know what I mean. Jizz. Great. So <laughs> What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Perth. So I'm going to the grand final this Saturday to watch the Mighty Demons hopefully pump the fucking dogs. I don't even want... It sounds like I called the other team fucking dogs, but they are the Western Bulldogs. I want to make that very clear to international people. They actually like the doggies, and I don't think they're dogs at all. There was a bit of a, bit of a rough one. Like, in one hand, I wanted Port Adelaide to make the grand final because if we win... Fuck, it will feel good to beat them because no one likes that club. Like, if you don't go for Port Adelaide, you don't you don't have any respect for that club. Like, some people go, oh, I can respect Adelaide for some reason. Port Adelaide just give me off vibes. I can't explain it. I, d- I don't know why. It's kind of like Collingwood. But Collingwood supporters go, I think, foot, you know what? I just think, actually, footy rivalry is funny to me when people are like, oh, you dirty Collingwood supporter. And you're like, ah, yeah. Yeah, well, my dad. Usually, like, people are like, yeah, well, my dad went for Collingwood, so I guess I just did. It's like I could have gone for Carlton, you know, if my dad or mum had of, but my mum went for Melbourne, so I just, that's why I go for Melbourne. You know, I think it's so weird to be like, oh, fuck you. I think it's so funny when people go like, oh, you go for the Tigers, oh, I get fucked. And you're like, okay. <laughs> it's grown men playing with balls, dude. You know, that that's, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous to go over there and watch it because I've never been to a grand final before and here's the thing like a part of me just keeps I keep telling myself because I think I'm worried that we'll lose I'm not confident most people think like Melbourne's gonna win I'm not confident doggies are good and we are the most likely team to just fucking capitulate in the finals and I know it's probably rough I'm you know sorry to any of the boys at the club here but um there's look, there's not a lot of grand final experience amongst them. We got pumped a few years ago in the the prelim. It hasn't made me full of confidence. Um, I remember, I still remember, I broke my watch that day. It's the only time I've ever got angry watching sport. I'd just come back from Thailand at the time. This would have been like 2019, I think, 2018. No, 2018. Um, it was Melbourne. We played West Coast, and I was at the local pub with the lads and. Just as they kicked that goal that was sent them over the edge, like 50 points up, we're not coming back from here, and they got another one through. I remember my mate went to Perth to watch it, and he still tells me about how long the flight was on the way back. He's like, dude, I swear it went for eight hours. It was an eight to nine hour flight on the way home. And that's what I'm worried about. It's a Perth's a long way to go to pay $400 for a ticket, by the way, and then to watch us lose. And I remember at that pub, 
and they West Coast kicked that goal, and I slammed my fist on the table. It was the first time I've ever got angry at men playing with bowls, right? That makes me sound like I'm a rampant homosexual. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I love men playing with bowls. Guys, I'm digging myself a hole. Um, I smashed my fucking fist on it. Meg just walked out of the toilet at a weird time. Yeah. You said the taco finally came out. Okay, that's not what we needed to hear. Okay, Meg just said she had a hot hole. That's, this is adding nothing. And I'm trying to get people excited here about Luke and Meg. And you come out going, I have a hot hole. How long have you been going for? Uh, 29 minutes. Woo! Were you shitting that whole time? <laughs> I thought you were doing your makeup. Jesus Christ. Maybe the fire alarm was going off because of your hole. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I detect hole. flame. Yeah. It's Meg's hole. Anyway, that's enough about your butt. Back to the task at hand, which was me telling a story about... Oh, yeah, I was so angry. So, I, I, yeah, they kicked this goal, and I remember I smashed my fist on the table, and then... Oh, hang on. Camera's bloody stopped. And then I... uh. It flew into my mate's face. So the thing of my watch, you're probably thinking, it. What's it, Luke? I haven't told the story correctly. I'm wearing a watch that I just got from Thailand at the time. So not not a great watch, probably like a $10 Australian watch. Probably I think it was like a ripoff of some brand. And I smashed it, and the little glass circle covering over the watch face flew off my wrist and hit my friend in the eye. And I always felt fucking awful about that. Um, because I let my anger get the better of me and almost blinded one of my friends with glass. But, so yeah, that's the, my last demon's final experience. So you can't blame me for going in nervous. Uh, but look, it's fine. It doesn't, ultimately, as I said, it's just grown men playing with balls. So it doesn't matter. But in saying that, if we lose, I will fucking cry. I will ball my eyes out and maybe probably, I'll, I don't know. I probably won't. I wouldn't cry, but I would uh, just, I'd be silent. That's how I'd deal with it. We'd go out for beers afterwards and be like, man, that sucks. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it does. And I don't know why I shouldn't let it get to me. I reckon I'll be good after an hour. An hour will pass after the game and I'll be like, that's fine. I'm not in Tasmania anymore. Life's good, right? That's what you got. You got to think positive. So whatever happens, guys, I'm, it's fine, you know, but I, at the same time, give me some space. All right, if we lose, I don't want my DMs lit up. I, I mean, I won't be checking them, but I just, just give me some space and then send your condolences afterwards. But if we win, fuck. Oh, man, I'm so annoyed because me and my friend Dean and his dad, they're, I feel awful for them. So they're the ones how... That's how we got. I got tickets to the grand final because my mate and his dad are members, right? And they're not allowed to go. So we got their tickets and stuff because they're stuck in Melbourne. And we always had this thing. I've been friends with uh, Dean since I was like in primary school, right? And we always had this thing like if Melbourne ever win a flag, we're just going to go out on like a three-day bender, say goodbye to our families, and we will return, but not, not soon. And not in the next 72 hours, right? And everyone in my life knows this. They're like, yeah, of course. If Melbourne wins a flag, Luke will not return for 72 hours. That's the thing. And now I'm not in the same state as my mate who I was going to do the bender with. 
So that will be the only silver lining if we lose, which is next year. Next year, we might be able to go do it if we get up again. But this might be our only chance because the last time we won a grand final was in the 60s. So anyway, guys, some of you don't care about AFL and I'll move on. But I'm excited. I'm pumped. And um, I will be... I'm the type of person when I watch footy, by the way, where I don't talk during the game. I just sit there silently. Like, Meg will be screaming. Um, I Like, if the opposition kick a goal, I just go... <sighs> Just like start seething, and if we could go, I'm like, yes, and I get really quiet again. <laughs> I just like watch it intensely, and I'm never yelling. I don't yell. I hate the people who yell. Don't go to sport and pretend like you what like it's. I think it's hilarious. It's like when people yell at the TV. It's actually more dumb to yell at the TV. People who throw socks at a bad decision. Go get anger management. If you are throwing projectiles at your television during live sport, um thinking or hoping in some small part of your brain, because logically you know you're just doing it to get your own anger out, but there's got to be this minuscule part of you that, you know, if I like go, fuck you, umpire, he's like, hang on. Luke, who's watching this on the Channel 7 live coverage, doesn't like that decision. We're going to actually, yep, we're going to reverse that and play on. Do, is that what people think is going to happen? Because like, whenever I like watch footy with people, my, some of my mates get real angry, and I'm always just watching it, and I'm like, what do you want? What's your outcome? Like, What's your objective here? Is it to, uh, so you can sleep at night, so you're not pent up with rage, you know, so you don't go home and fucking you know, punch your parrot in the face or something? I, I, I think, I guess sport's just like an outlet for people. I don't really know what my thing is to blow off some s- steam. Maybe it's like running. What's my thing, Meg? How do I how do I blow off steam? Like some people yell at sport, some people get in fights. I wank. I don't wank though. I don't really wank. I don't really have a thing. Yeah, Meg does. You do all the heavy lifting, but I don't know how I get rid of anger. Yeah, it's very heavy lifting because I have a giant cock. Yeah. Um, how do I get rid of anger? No, like I don't get rid of anger. I don't. I'm not really angry. Meg the other day was like, I need to go boxing. I need to punch something. And I was like, what? That scared the shit out of me. She was like, I need to punch something. And I was like, well, and I was like the only thing in the room. And I was like, ah, well, maybe look up to see if there's a gym. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys, that's it. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, the, we'll quickly talk about, we did kind of talk about this on Luke and Meg, uh, which you can go listen on Patreon. But I, I can I can give my brief thoughts. Um, Meg and I actually, we've just been watching Garbage lately. Uh, last night we watched the Cinderella movie. Uh, it's like this new jukebox musical, which is where they like cover actual songs. For example, like somebody to love and like, let's get loud played at the end. And it was arguably the worst film I've watched in the last few years. And I'm pretty sure I watched Sharknado 4 in like 2021. No, 2020. No, maybe 2019. Maybe I watched that film like 12 years ago. I don't know. Time flies when you're a piece of shit. <sighs> huh? Oh, yeah. Meg and I... Can you, what are you doing? You're just watching me do my podcast. Meg's just standing up, prompting me. I don't need your prompts. Meg, Luke and Meg has not started. This is still solo, and I'm doing fine. 
okay? Meg's sitting there in the corner of the room telling me what to say, all right? This feels like a football team now where, like, you're just, like, coaching me, like, going, like, fucking, oh, I'm just, like, you're trying to make moves behind the scenes. She's, like, talk about th- the thing that we were doing. Huh? You could go, yeah, but you don't have to stand and watch me. It's off-putting. Um, you know, go, go cool, go soothe that hot hole, babe. All right, I've never called her babe. <laughs> I hate when couples call each other babe. It's fucking awful. Pet names suck. What do we call each other? Mm. Bebby. We did not call each other Beb. I've never called you that. You call me Beb. Oh, as a joke though. Yeah, no. I, I. I don't think I've ever called Mega. I just go, Meg! Meg! That's all I ever do. I don't really do pet names. It's weird. Anyway, so this Cinderella movie sucked ass, right? The. It was just. I can't even describe. You know, anything where James Corden has like a minor role as the comedic relief generally sucks. That's just like as a general rule. There's probably some exceptions. I can't think of any. But I feel like I just was being too harsh. But now, uh, mm, probably not. That was probably fucking one of the most spot-on things I've ever said. It's just, I don't know. I can't describe it. It was so bad. Like, the songs weren't good. The choreography was shit. The, it was all in all, very bad plot line. And it was starring that, I didn't actually know who she was. That Camilla, what's her name? Camilla Cabello? Cabello. Right? Some pop star. Who I apparently should know, and I think I know her songs, but I just thought she looked like Rebecca Black a bit. So that was cool. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about this. The point is, we've been watching shit stuff lately, and the other day we watched the Demilio show, which is the, I thought was going to be like a reality show, like the Kardashians, about this TikTok family, the Demilios. It's like Charlie and Dixie are the stars. Um, if you don't know who they are, you've been living under a fat old rock for the last two years because they are, they're popping off. Um, or you just don't have TikTok. Maybe then you probably don't know who they are. But I feel like they're just, they've, they've transcended TikTok now. They're kind of just like celebrities at this point. Well, like internet celebrities. I guess it's the same thing these days. And the, the documentary was about that, actually. Kind of just about what they were like dealing with fame. I thought it was going to be a little more reality TV based. It wasn't. It was actually, we watched all eight episodes. Could not stop watching it was addictive. I was like, Meg, play another one. I need to watch this unfold. What interested me about it, I think it's because I do social media, so there was an element of interest there. And not that I can necessarily relate to what they go through because I experienced none of that. I'm also not in a fucking mansion. Uh, but what I can, what I have experienced, I guess, is like, what they, and what they really focused on during the show primarily was just negativity. Like... It's almost like if they did a documentary about that Kipper guy who uploaded the air raid uh, sound effect and they were just like, yeah, so like 2,000, you know, 2,800 people just fucking hated it. I don't know what to do. Um, That was the whole documentary. Just the girls crying in a mansion. And at the start, I was, be honest, I came in pretty hot. I was just like, all right. She started crying about nothing. You know, some comment came up. It was like, oh, you're not good at dancing. And she just, like, bawled her fucking eyes out. And at the first, I was like, oh, my God, grow the fuck up. And then I was like, oh, wait, this she's 17. Um, never mind. Uh, you're doing that, and that's why you're crying. So I kind of pulled... I dialed it back a little bit, and 
kind of now have a little bit of respect. Not that I didn't respect them. I just didn't know much about them. Um, I think I was like most people uh, coming in with a quite rude position of like, what do, what do you even do? And that was one of the comments. And it's not unreasonable to ask someone who blew up online dancing in little videos and stuff like, you know, like, you know, I don't, like in the bathroom and like doing little trends and stuff. It's not unreasonable to be like, what do you do? Because I think, and then the, that that was often brought up in the show. They're like, the girls were like bawling their eyes out going, everyone just goes, what do you do? You do nothing. What do you do? Like, and I understand, look, I just don't know why you can be mad at that. I understand why, because it's like, it's it comes from a mean place and it's people not respecting them. But at the same time, I was genuinely being like, that's why I'm watching the show. I want to know what you do. Because from the outset, it currently just looks like you just dance and make videos. But I'm also not that stupid to think that because I know what it takes to become very successful. And they would work very hard. No, by the way, that sounded like I said I was very successful. I just know what it takes to come successful. That's why I'm trying to do it. Um, I haven't done it yet. I'm still working on it, but I feel like I understand the process, but it's a lot of hard work. Um, and it's like, anyway, I know what my main points are. My my two main points of this D'Amelio show were, one thing I thought was fucking strange was when Dixie was confused as to why people were getting annoyed at her music, she was like, man, I started doing music that I didn't write and people hate it. And I was just like, yeah, well, like you didn't stay in your own lane. And then there was a, brief episode where they're like oh Dixie gets so much more hate than Charlie the one who just kept dancing and doing stuff and I was like yeah because imagine if I just started doing fucking rap music unironically and I also didn't write it and it also was objectively not that good and people would be like look this is not why I followed you eat dicks and I'd be like fair enough I'll gobble those up right now because I didn't stay in my lane but you, it doesn't mean you can't do something different you know, everyone can do, if you're talented, look at Childish Gambino. Look at uh, Filthy Frank. He does music now as Jojo, I think it is called. Dude, Childish Gambino is one of my favorite music artists. And he was like an actor slash comedian and writer. And now he's just like transcended uh, any genre. And now he's just like a great entertainer. And one of the, I think one of the most talented dudes out. I, I like him in community. I like his music. I have seen his his comedy special is still one of my favorite comedy specials of all time. That makes me furious, actually, how fucking good that comedy special is. When he just did one comedy special and he was like, yeah, just wanted to try stand-up. You know, thought it could be fun. Did one special, realized I wanted to do other things. If I ever do anything as good as that comedy special, I'll be thrilled. Dude, that, yeah, that makes, you know when, like, you see someone so goddamn talented that you're like, fuck. You weren't even trying and you're better than me. <laughs> That's uh, Donald Glover. He's incredible. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I just think the 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 takeaway from the D'Amelio show, if you if you want to save three hours of your life, you know, I feel like this is, I watched the D'Amelio show so you don't have to. It's pretty much they just focus on negativity. It's very repetitive, but at the same time, it's very interesting, um, mainly because me, because that's, you know, I'm interested in that world of social media and navigating, you know, hate and not necessarily that I get that much, but navigating just all the different elements. I thought it was interesting to watch. And they really showed it from quite a raw perspective. Well, my favorite part of it, though, was the dad episode one. He goes, you know, we moved the whole family out to L.A. and we just said, 
if this stops being fun at any point, we're going to get the first flight back to Connecticut. <laughs> and then cut like 20 minutes later, they're all fucking crying in their lounge room. And they're like, we can get through this. We're strong as a family. And I'm just like, dude, book the fucking flight. No one's having fun here. Call it off. You tried. It wasn't for you. Back to Connecticut we go. Instead, they stick it out and slowly get more miserable, more tears flow. The pressure keeps building until Charlie inevitably breaks. And then then she cracks in. She has to have some time off. And I felt fucking awful for her because there was these adults just like, you need to do all this shit. And she's like, but I'm in school. Um, and that's fucked. And that's why it was interesting to watch. It was sad, though. Uh, it felt like watching kind of like... Uh, like a really famous sweatshop. (laughs) That's really fucked up. That's what it was. It was like a bunch of adults just like, fucking get back to work. Fucking do a whip. Do a nay-nay. Make us millions. And the girl's like, I don't know. Like at one point, Charlie's like, I don't know if I like dancing anymore. Fair enough. Because it's not fun anymore. If people are like whipping you behind the camera, there's like a gun behind the camera just like, make us millions. Look, I don't think it was that extreme, but... It was weird. And then the other thing about it was, oh, this one was weird. I felt bad for her. That she had to do this thing for Time Magazine, right? And it was like she got nominated as the top 50 most influential people of 2020, which I agree with. And she's on a list with like doctors, you know, people who made the vaccine, like people who've done humanitarian things all around the world, people who like saved the moon gorillas or whatever. Just, like, the top 50 best people in the world. Or, like, you know, most influential. That's what the list was, right? And she has to do this thank you thing. And her management, like, gives her this script. They put her in front of a camera. They go, read this. And she's like, I don't know what this is. I don't... I shouldn't be on this list. And they're like, no, you're on here with, like, doctors. And she rightfully goes, I shouldn't be. Right? I'm 17. I make dances. Why the fuck am I on a list with people who made the COVID vaccine? I did not change the world that much. And that's quite a humble perspective to view it from, but I actually disagree. I think, look at it. She 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 did something that's never been done in the human race before. She went from like zero followers to over a hundred million on a social media platform within like a year and a half or a year or something. That's unheard of. That is incredible, and I feel like it has to be acknowledged. You know, you'd be you'd be an idiot if you wrote that list and didn't acknowledge someone uh, who'd achieved that. Because that's, like, changed the world. You know, like, now kids are just fucking poisoning their brains with TikTok trends. Whether or not it's a good thing, it is influential. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of girls who are were influenced by that all that stuff that was going on. I guess Charlie was the face of that wave of, you know, the, all the TikTokers and stuff. So, I think it definitely has to be acknowledged whether or not, yeah, they initially needed to make a thank you video was another thing. But anyway, I felt kind of bad for them throughout it. So go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. I'd recommend it. This is not an ad for it or anything. I just thought it was interesting. It was... I don't know. I haven't done much lately. <laughs> I've been in Hobart. And uh, there's fuck all to do here. So we had to move our, our Airbnb because our plumbing was fucked. That happened. Other than that, I don't know. Just not much has happened. Um, had a couple of beers. But I'm mainly being busy. Uh, I, I got my last show of the tour tonight. Oh, that's cool. I sh- guess I should probably thank everyone. Um, yeah, the tour's been... Oh, I didn't talk about the shows the other week. Fuck. Now this episode's going to be a long one too. But I want to talk about this. Uh, so I haven't talked to you guys since the Gold Coast, actually. Shit. 
It's been a hot minute. Um, I've done, since then, my Brisbane shows were in a cinema. That was weird because uh, I was on stage and there was a guy in the front row just eating popcorn. <laughs> like, it's actually, that happened. I did a joke and I watched a guy choke on a popcorn kernel and then have to suck his Coke, um, you know, <laughs> to make it go down. That was funny. I enjoyed that. It was definitely strange because, like, those rooms, those venues are made to, like, uh, absorb sound and therefore, like, the felt like the laughter wasn't as big to me on stage. But then when I was in the crowd watching the openers, like, they're fucking demolishing. Like, Sammy was crushing and then I go on and I'm like, fuck, like, it doesn't sound as loud. And then he comes off and he's like, dude, like, were they even laughing? And I was like, yeah, dude, you just can't hear it because... This fucking curtains designed to absorb this. this is, you're in like a soundproof room. It's weird. So um, that was a good experience. I don't know if I'd do it again, but I, it definitely, I appreciate the venue for having me because the other venue, we had to switch one month out uh, because of, it was due to asbestos. Um, the theater I was supposed to be in was closed down due to structural concerns. And there's not many venues you can find in Brisbane last minute that can host like 500 people. So thank you to event cinemas uh it was it was fucking awesome watching the whole foyer being taken up by everyone queuing up because we did two shows in one night and then another one the next day this is fucking crazy i appreciate that it's like man it was almost like i think it was like 1400 people that like came out in brisbane which is crazy so thank you um that's overwhelmingly cool and by the way like yeah just everyone who came on this tour whether you came back in march in the regional Victoria shows, or you came during the year at any point, um, thank you. Uh, 11,000 people came out to see my show this year, which is very fucking cool. I did never thought it'd be that big. Uh, to give you some kind of perspective, I think like 3,500 people or f- maybe just close to 4,000 people saw the Tambourine Tour. Maybe less. I forget. But So yeah, it's like almost tripled. So I appreciate it. Thank you. We did like 70 shows. Um pretty much everywhere in Australia and next year we're booking in this huge thing that's already starting to get booked in now um, and I'm going to try and go everywhere like everywhere so if you live in the middle of fucking nowhere I might be coming to your place hopefully um, pretty much yeah anyway so thank you I appreciate it this year has changed my life yeah it's so weird how it's all those things like uh, it was all, like all the podcast was for six months was just me shitting on TikTok and now I sit here right at the end of my tour and I'm like, yep, that app changed my life for the better. Cannot complain, still will. Not going to stop me. Still will complain about the content on that app. However, appreciate the audience on it because it's fucking changed my life. And yeah, that's very cool. And everything's kind of leveled up. And it's also given us a little bit more budget to do a bunch more cool shit, like build a Luke and Meg set when we... You know, Meg and I are moving house in December into a bigger place so we can have people working there and we're no longer in like a two-bedroom unit where everything's squished and it's hard to do content in. We're now going to be a little more spread out, have a one room that's just for Luke and Meg and one room. I'm by no means uh, wealthy or rich, but I do have the money to put back into my business, which is very cool and hopefully I can keep building it from there. So thank you. Much appreciated. And um, the shows have been epic, lit, and cool. So, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. 
I don't know, I'm doing the last show tonight. Greeley and Lewis are going to be there, so that's going to be super fun. It's going to be a sick way to end it. Didn't think I'd end... It kind of feels strange. Like, 11,000 people have seen my show across the tour, and some shows have been crazy. Like, Perth was like, you know, 1,000 people was just that Perth show, right, which was unreal. And now tonight I'm ending it in front of uh, 100 people in Hobart. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. I, I That's like comedy, you know? You go from, like doing this crazy thing to like the next night you're like in a fucking dungeon somewhere making people laugh and uh either way it's fucking fun so i'm keen uh i'm honestly keen for a break not gonna lie very tired um absolutely exhausted and that's it and i've and i feel like i've earned a bit of a break so i'm gonna have two weeks off i'm probably going to be i'll be on social media just follow me on instagram whatever if you want to keep up with what i'm up to but probably won't be posting anywhere i need to reset my brain uh get a little bit fit i need to hit that fucking well gym again dude and the well gym stuff there'll be some leftover merch from the tour up on sale uh not sure when maybe when we get back from the tour we still got to sort a few things out reese has been working on making me a new website as well so we're just like we're really changing gears. Give me a month or so, and then we'll be re- back to regular scheduled programming. Um, and yeah, so, but yeah, we'll be back next week with one more episode of this podcast. Me and Reese are going to finish it off uh, in the best way we know how, which is having a few beers and celebrating what has been uh, a fucking incredible chapter of my life doing this podcast. And, um, you know, it doesn't feel like the end for me. It feels like a new beginning. That's the lamest thing I've ever fucking said. But uh, yeah, it feels like start of something cool. Luke and Meg, I feel like is going to be much bigger. And this will just be like, oh yeah, remember when he did the solid podcast? I feel like it'll just be that. It's been six years, no, five years of my life doing this podcast, which is kind of cool to have like a, um, not everyone has a fucking one hour long log audio diary of every single thing they did for the last five years on record. Will that come back to bite me in the ass? Yes. Will I keep it there forever? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it will always be available to go listen to if you want to go back and listen to whatever fucking garbage I was up to in 2017, 2018. I might even go back and listen to it when I'm old and just be like, what the fuck was I talking about? What a moron. Um, so yeah, either way, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast over the years. There's one more episode to go and then Luke and Meg will be starting. I hope you guys uh, are excited about it. I am. And, uh, if anything, it's Meg's just going to add, uh, way more to, to, you know, my, uh, my secondary podcast as opposed to Luke and Lewis. It'll, it'll be different to Luke and Lewis as well. We're not going to like do as many ongoing things, whatever. We explain it more in Luke and Meg. If you want to go hear more about Luke and Meg, go subscribe to the Patreon and we talk about it a lot more. Um, I think it's in the most recent episode. So yeah, thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh, Have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. And also thank you very much to Dubliner for sponsoring this episode. Seriously, go buy it. It's uh, very cool. And um, yeah, it's available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. And I recommend it. And some people have been, as I said, have been hitting me up, uh, telling me they've been getting around it. And uh it's damn good stuff. If you're over 18, get on it. Double on it. All right. Bye. Someone-